atop Boston, it's Celtics Express, where we bring you the latest in the quest for Banner 18. It's the Prince of the Parquet, the Captain of Causeway, the Governor of Green. Oh, wait, really? He quit? Okay, then. Here's your host, Jay Corwin. Welcome into Celtics Express, the maiden voyage of 2018 for us on the show. I'm still your host, Jay Corwin. If your New Year's resolution was to lose weight, quit smoking, cut down on that cell phone use, or become a better NBA fan, we should be able to help you with at least one of those goals today. Squad goals for the Celtics at TD Garden Wednesday night as the Green cruise to an easy 102-88 win over the Cleveland Cavaliers behind a balanced attack. The story going in was, of course, Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder returning to the Garden. Video montages, booing, clapping, feelings, emotions, and the dichotomy of a messy breakup. The story after the game, for me anyway, the Cavs may not be the team I thought they were going to be this season. Terry Rozier with 20 points and just 20 minutes off the bench to lead all scores. Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart each with 15 points. Boston wins its fourth game in a row. Kyrie Irving with 11 points, 9 boards, 6 dimes in his second game against the Cavs since being traded to the Celtics over the summer. It's a great win within our season um, against a great team. and Just uh, the way we played, the way we competed, um, just everyone chipping in and, and doing what's best for the team. Um, you know, true testament of a team win. Right between the lines there, a lot of talking of team winning and team basketball, maybe a slight at King James. Kyrie played well in 28 minutes. Despite the low scoring total, the Cavs would often try and trap Uncle Drew double teams. He made the right play almost every time getting those teammates involved. The Cavs also started the ancient Jose Calderon on Irving, which was a glaring mismatch. Calderon, a shaky defender at best. Al Horford almost a double-double. The Celtics undefeated when that happens this season. He put in 11 points and 9 rebounds. LeBron James post-game saying, he knows his path to the finals. No gimme this year. You know, the East is pretty dang good this year. And right now we're not so good. Great. Not so good. See what happens next. Uh, but, you know, you always got to be concerned with the competition. 19 points on 8 of 15 for James. Seven boards, six assists. The only starter to make more than half of his shots in the game. Cleveland shot just 35% in scoring a season-low 88 points. As we said at the top, the big national hoopla was IT and his on-again, off-again ripping of Danny Ainge and the blockbuster summer trade that shipped him to Cleveland. Boston fans seemed to reach their limit this week when Isaiah asked Celtics Brass to not play his video montage of appreciation last night, but rather when the team returns to town next month and he's playing. But get this, that's the same night Paul Pierce's jersey will be sent to the rafters of TD Garden. Hard to keep track of on the Players' Tribune. Isaiah Thomas says he's pissed and he loves everyone. Hard to keep straight what I can gather in layman's terms he's pissed at Danny and Wes he's still buddies with head coach Brad Stevens some players and the fans Thomas also said Wednesday he's mended fences with Ainge I'm not believing that Thomas of course didn't play on the second night of a back-to-back after making his season debut from that hip injury against the Trailblazers on Tuesday he did receive a standing ovation during a timeout when he was shown on the video board I'm thinking that may have been a move by the team's video crew to slight him after he asked to not show the video tribute this time around. Not sure what the difference is in the two, but he waved to the crowd and then spoke after the game. They, they show their true colors like they always do. And that's all I keep saying, it, but it's just genuine love on both sides. And, and um, I mean, I, the fans are everything here. The Celtics' Terry Rozier on what IT said to him 
personally on the floor after the game, the two known to be close. Uh, just to keep going, proud of me. Uh, you know, as a guy when I first came in the league, it's a guy I watched, watched a lot, the little things he did on and off the court, and like a big brother to me. So, uh, you know, just to hear them words from him, and, you know, I'm just happy that he's on his way back so I can guard him in February. We saw a packed crowd at the Garden Wednesday night. New Red Sox manager Alex Cora in the building, along with outfielder Mookie Betts. Patriots Deion Lewis there, James White, former Patriot Troy Brown as well. Gold medal gymnast Allie Raisman of Needham, Mass, also in attendance. The Celtics faithful also gave a tip of the cap to former Boston forward Jay Crowder. He was introduced last among the Cavaliers starters with a brief video montage of his highlights with the team. It included the message, thank you, Jay. The fans at TD Garden gave Crowder a lukewarm ovation in his return. I'll let you be the judges nationally that's being referred to as an ovation. We know the Celtics fans can cheer a lot harder than that. Crowder finished with just six points on two of 12 from the field in his return to North Station. He'd been maligned for many by complaining last year about green teamers cheering for then visiting Gordon Hayward, followed by Hayward's nasty injury opening night on a play when Crowder was involved. That's all nonsense as far as I'm concerned. I give the thought that he injured Hayward on purpose zero legitimacy. I still see and hear many fans clamoring for Crowder's head. We do want to hear your opinions here on Celtics Express. You can spit your take right here on the show. Teddy Too Hot, give me the goods. Got NBA on the brain? Call the sex line. Whoa there. That's Celtics Express Customer Service. Give us your take at 617-807-0013 to be heard on the show. Give us a ring anytime and leave a message and we'll get you on the show if it's worth hearing. With that, we bring in a man who knows Celtics basketball as well as anyone. He brings a sensible and smart approach to the breakdown. He is Sean Silver, studio host for the Celtics radio network, the flagship 98.5, the Sports Hub in Boston. Sean, thanks for taking a break from Snowmageddon in Boston and thoughts from the game. Yeah, well, I appreciate the fanfare and uh, definitely appreciate you having me back. Um, as far as last night's game, I mean, it's kind of a tale of two cities. You know, how good the Celtics looked, how bad Cleveland looked. I think the Celtics really checked all the boxes, and we were talking pregame about what we expected out of this contest. And, you know, Kyrie's going to get the free throw line a lot. Al Horford's going to have a big game down low. And when you look at Kyrie, he uh, only took two free throws. I think I told you that I thought he'd get to the line 15 times. I expected a much more physical affair than we saw. Yeah, and uh, and that was partly on Cleveland. Um, they were playing the second game of a back-to-back, as we know. I realize that Cleveland's not going to look like this all the time, that this is just a mid-season game, but I think there's some good lessons learned from the game uh, in terms of, you know, what is Ty Lue going to do when he gets back Thomas and Shumpert? I mean, the whole focus is on Cleveland was without two veterans who are going to contribute. Oh, they were tired on, on the second half of a back-to-back. The Celtics took advantage of them. How is Ty Lue going to be able to respond and get those guys in the lineup to and mix the minutes up to a point where they can get a consistent attack? Because all their pieces, really, other than LeBron and Kevin Love to a degree, they, they kind of only give you one thing. But, you know, forget about the Cavs. At this point, the Celtics, the contributions up and down that lineup last night, he got 14 points or more out of Brown, Tatum, Smart, and Rozier, who had one of the better games of his career. For a team that doesn't have a number two scorer, 
the uh, entire Celtics lineup really contributed. Terry Rozier, I've been screaming from the mountaintops for a while. Someone needs to trade for this dude. I think he's a starter in the making. I think he's fantastic. His defense, his rebounding ability, now his shot making. He's been really good. And we look in comparison to the Cavs roster. D. Wade is absolute garbage at this point in his career. I'm taking 99% of the players in the league over him. We saw Derrick Rose. I saw you complaining about his Hot Topic jeans online last night. All, all sorts of ripped. He looks like he doesn't even know where he's at. You know, and, and like you said, the versatility of Cleveland's roster is very limited. They have guys like Jay Crowder who can do a ton of things. But other than that, a lot of specialty players. Of course, LeBron. But you have Tristan Thompson. He's the rebounder. Kyle Korver. He's the shooter. So to your point, how do you get five guys on the floor that can compete with the overall just versatility of the Celtics at every position. That'll be interesting moving forward. So a big thing heading into the game, of course, it was all about a guy, Sean, who wasn't even playing, Isaiah Thomas, his return to the Garden. He didn't play back-to-back. I don't want to hear it. I thought that was pretty whack. Your thoughts on the IT ordeal, the video tribute, and the uh, Jay Crowder situation as well? I won't uh, mince words right here. Both of these guys are certainly deserving of Celtics fan praise. I mean, they were two key components of the team rising back to a level that we didn't expect them to reach for a while. I mean, these guys built their careers in Boston, mm-hmm. and we as fans bought in. You know, it was the uh, basically the, the whole reason that Isaiah Thomas could have this book of Isaiah thing is because we were the cult of Isaiah. When he opens his mouth, you know, my heart, and, and he starts talking, my heart just opens with it. You know, this is a guy who I didn't like coming in. He was really this, I don't know, yappy kind of undersized point guard who shoots a lot. Oh, my least favorite players. Just <laughs> won us over with dogged determination. And then he leaves, and it's just like, oh, God, please, you know. Usually when Celtics players leave or players from a lot of teams in Boston, there's some sort of fan backlash. These guys were traded, and everything was, you know, it's like, wow, geez, I I can't believe we traded these guys, but what an amazing run it was. So just by them continuing to belabor the point and just yap and yap and yap about perceived slights or whatever it is is really just soured the whole thing you know it's like when you get dumped by a hot chick you're just like i don't care i don't care i don't care but eventually if you don't stop talking about it you you probably care the video tribute was supposed to be against the cavaliers at the garden on wednesday night he asked them to push it back to the next time he visits which is Paul Pierce's night, February 11th, I believe, when we retire Paul Pierce's jersey. And now the Celtics say they will play the video tribute on that night. To me, that is absolutely insane. I'm hoping that what they do is say they're going to play it, and they they actually don't and give IT the stiff there. Um, So I, I think you really hit it right on the head. I've been on IT's side through most of this stuff. I just think he's overplayed his hand, and he overplayed the sympathy aspect, and now it's kind of flipped on him. So the game meaning from this, I mean... It was, for all intents and purposes, a pretty boring game, a Celtics wire-to-wire win, win that you don't see in the NBA a lot anymore. We were waiting for that comeback from the Cavaliers. It never came. LeBron, basically the entire offense, except for Korver really keeping them in it without him being red hot from three. Who knows what the difference might have been. So the meaning of this game, and does this, Sean, change your thought on a potential and likely postseason matchup? Well, it definitely gives me pause, and Certainly coming into the season with a uh, healthy Gordon Hayward, I thought that it was going to be a series. But I think the Cavaliers' season thus far has 
revealed a few things. Uh, one is that they can they can be extremely streaky and they can turn the switch on and off, uh, kind of at their choosing, or at least it seems like they can. It just makes you wonder with the age and the relative incompatibility of this roster if there's a time where they're going to say click that switch and it, it doesn't fire. The Celtics just everything looks um, fluid. Everything looks they just they really are playing together as a team and like I said this isn't a team that has a number two scorer. They just they get contributions from different places every night and uh, I'm, I'm just really excited to see what they can run at them in a seven game series here. I'm not saying they can win but I, I think that given the education we're getting on this Celtics team it's, it's becoming more and more clear that that this is a team that can give them problems in the playoffs. Stay warm out there. Sean, we appreciate your time. As always, great stuff. We will talk to you soon. Thanks very much. Talk to you down the line. He's a man of the people. That is Sean Silver of 98.5, the sports hub in Boston. Find him at the Silver Fox on the Twitter sphere. A good follow. Meanwhile, now that the season has officially started, it is New Year's. We'll begin our Lakers watch segment. Every episode, we'll check in on the Lakers. You recall that Danny Ainge traded the number one pick in last June's draft for the number three, which turned out to be Jason Tatum and a future number one. Should that pick for the Lakers fall between two and five at the end of the season, the Celtics will get that selection in what seemed like a major gamble at the time. Now looks like another genius move by Ainge and company. In fact, we're finding out now that the night before the Celtics drafted Tatum, Danny Ainge says he called Jalen Brown to ask his opinion. Apparently, they both agreed it was a pretty good pick. The Lakers looked promising to start the season, but now have lost eight in a row. It's sitting at 11-26, just one game behind Atlanta for the worst mark in the league. It doesn't appear to be getting any better. After Wednesday night's 133-96 home loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Lakers' best rookie, make no mistake about that, Kyle Kuzma told reporters the Lakers, quote, flat out gave up in that game. Not good for Laker heads. Boston now leads the East by two and a half over the pretender Toronto Raptors. Four and a half over Cleveland. Next up for the Celtics. Boston home again Friday against the upstart Minnesota Timberwolves. Winners of seven of nine. They're up two and a half games on OKC in that Northwest division. With that, we wrap another episode of Celtics Express. We thank our producer, Teddy Tuhat, our guest, Sean Silver, our legions of fans, and of course, Dr. James Naismith. Find us on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, OTG Basketball, and everywhere Top Flight Podcasts are sold. Follow the show on Twitter at Celtics Express. Stay warm out there. Until next time, I'm your host, Jay Corwin. We'll see you at the Garden.